Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Austin Rugby Supporters Podcast. It's the Alex Attack here. I'm Alex Reese with my partner in crime, Mr. Alex Kalpa. Alex, how are we? I'm good. I'm good, mate. Thanks very much for asking. It's been an excellent weekend, uh, apart from if you're Welsh and you've been watching the Six Nations rugby. So, uh, oh, well. We, Ireland owed us one. We had one coming from from years back. Karma caught up with us. But other than that, mm-hmm. it's really good. Thank you. Yeah. Now, as a, as a fellow uh, Welsh or half Welshman, uh, Alex, I, I can I can attest we've seen better days on the rugby pitch. Um, Saturday was was one to forget. Um, not one to forget if you're Scottish, Scotland, probably with the result of the weekend going in and knocking off England. First game of the Six Nations. Yeah, well, um, I think the stats say uh, England haven't beaten Scotland for like four games now, the last three matches or four matches. Um, Scotland have threatened forever. Scotland have had a really good potential for years and years, and they just haven't quite been able to deliver. They keep beating Australia, for example. Um, right. And um, obviously they, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's easy to say everyone likes beating England, but it's so true. Everyone likes beating England. So you just get up for it, I guess, more. Um, but they were, they were worth the win. Um, lots of good attacking intent. Uh, the forwards fronted up and, uh, you know, um, this Six Nations was supposed to be Marcus Smith's, um, you know, his introduction to, uh, taking the, the, the reins of the number 10 jersey for England hasn't quite happened for him yet. Um, I think it will because he's amazing. But um, yeah, well done, Scotland. Uh, ha ha to England. Right, I second. I second everything you say. I think Marcus Smith will definitely uh, will definitely emerge. But you know, we've been saying the same thing about Richie Moonga for the All Blacks, and it's kind of similar situation. But um, you know, Scotland may have been the high point across the world rugby landscape. But Alex, we are not here to talk about world rugby. We're here to talk about Austin rugby. From the youth all the way up to the pros. So, um, Alex, pretty good weekend, all things considered, um, marked by an exceptional exceptional performance from the AGs starting the year off with a win. Um, but, you know, before we get into that, I uh, just want to give our viewers a quick rundown of the high school, college, and club action over the weekend. Um, pretty quiet on that front. No high school or college games. Um, for men's club, the Huns D1, D2, and D3 games all up in Dallas got canceled. Um, as many people know, there were concerns about another ice storm coming through this past week. Um, and those fears uh, were not allayed in time before the game. Um, and with concerns for road safety, travel to Dallas was nixed and... The two Huns games, D1, D3 against the Quins, have been rescheduled to this weekend. Uh, the D2 is still looking to reschedule their match with Dallas Area Rugby Club. So nothing from the Huns. Uh, the Austin Blacks, though, D1 side was in action. They traveled out to Houston, Texas to take on Rugby ATX, HTX, in a curtain raiser for the Sabercats' big win against the Guiltinis. Uh, the Austin Blacks handled HTX 56 to 19. And that's a generous scoreline considering Alex that it was 51 zero just after the halftime break. So blacks are rocking and rolling this year. Um, and then the 
last game for men and women's club over the weekend was the Valks D2. They traveled down to San Antonio um, and took another hard one, uh, fell 24 to 63. Um, similar to that HTX game, the Valks were down uh, 51-0 at halftime before actually winning the second half, Alex, 24 to 12. But That's what we like to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what we like to see. We'll, but Win one of the halves. If you win one of the halves, it's like sharing a point, isn't it? So Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, speaking of sharing a point, they did secure a point for four tries. So um, as we know in rugby, that can uh, make all the difference at the end of the year in the standings. Uh, so that was it for the for men and women's club. Um, Alex. The game we really want to talk about, however. <laughs> Home opener, Austin Gilgronies playing Dallas Jackals in their first ever MLR game. Dallas actually scored the first try of the game, but after that, it was all AGs. I watched it on uh, Rugby Network here at home. Alex, you were actually there with the yes. wife. Mm-hmm. Please. Enlighten the fans um, as to how that ex- inter- how that experience was and uh, and how the AGs looked up close and personal. Uh, it was great. Old Stadium is still a beautiful place to go and watch rugby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cold. It started off cold, and as the sun went down, it got even colder. So we were under blankets and and shivering away. Uh, the uh, match day experience was brilliant. Um, you had Noxie going around doing all the crowd pieces to camera. Uh, introduction for the the five one two crew, uh, the hype squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a Brit, I don't associate uh, that sort of thing uh, with with rugby, um, but I have to say they won me over very quickly. Um, <laughs> infectious energy, in a great attitude. Uh, we appreciated them keeping the crowd warm as well, getting us up and clapping and making yeah. noise. Um, and they actually. They actually, um, they actually made an appearance as well on Monday night at the University of Texas basketball game um, for that nice win over Kansas. So maybe the five one two crew is is the lucky charm, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to hear that they're getting out and uh, they're an Austin thing rather than like a rugby thing in particular. Yeah. Um, the the new Austin mascot, uh, Austin Gray, uh, the fox. Um, uh, the the fox for the the capital the uh, the capital the world capital of live music gave uh, an impressive display on the drums. Um, uh, I can't remember who Austin were playing last season when their mascot no, uh, rode across rode yeah. across the pitch on the bike. So uh, I I I pray that uh, Austin Gray is going to take revenge whenever we come across Utah oh, this, this season. That's got of to happen. Um, but yeah, um, it was a brilliant experience. Um, took your recommendation, tried the chicken tenders. Very good. And? Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. see what all the fuss is about. Very tasty, yep. very satisfying. Can recommend. Um, the, uh, the, so yeah, the whole match day experience was great. Um, the rugby was even better. Um, to put mm. it in perspective, um, the, Dallas have had a torrid time getting pro rugby off the ground. Uh, I read uh, from America's Rugby News um, apparently that um, they had they've hired three head coaches and none of them have been able to take the reins at this point through COVID Please. and passport issues and visas and things. So, you know um, what I would do. You know what I would do if I was Dallas 
if they're out there listening. Called JJ Watt. With all these visa, with all these visa issues, I would look internally at a guy who's American who just left his post in Atlanta, who is an absolute cultural rugby guru. He will change the culture and create, you know, a, a high intensity, highly aggressive outfit. And that's Scott Lawrence. If I was right. Dallas, I would I would not look beyond him. Well, um, so that's probably the best idea. That uh, I would be, I'd be amazed if uh, if uh, Dallas's uh, general manager, stroke interim head coach Elaine uh, Vassi, um, yep. who has uh, an amazingly impressive resume. Um, she's worked with everyone. She's taken on big challenges. Um, I nearly put in my my match write up that she could potentially become uh, the grand dame of the MLR and then double check the meaning. And that basically means an old woman. So I, I'm glad I checked because she would not have appreciated that. No. Um, she's clearly no. someone uh, to, to respect. So uh, with the scene set, uh, the Dallas team hardly knew each other. They'd only been thrown together. The back line looked great. You've got Chris Pennell, uh, uh, fullback, right. who played for um, – so uh, Worcester – uh, might be the least fashionable of all of the English Premiership teams. Uh, right. Chris Pennell was he played for them for about 10, 12 seasons, and he was so good that they had to cap him, just to give you an idea of the quality that he's got. Yeah. And, uh, so I think he got like a one, maybe more than one cap, but we're talking for England, right? Yeah, yeah, for England. Yeah. Um, and Henry Trinder was a, a legend for Gloucester. Yep. Who are uh, one of the more fashionable teams, must be said. Certainly. Um, and uh, so their back line looked great, but their pack hardly knew each other. Their props, uh, their loose head prop actually made his name as a tight head prop. Um, and uh, they just didn't stand a chance because uh, obviously not only were Austin kind of settled and seasoned from last season, but they also had like um, some amazing upgrades to their pack. Um, right. So uh, Luke Beecham, open side flanker, uh, was uh, just it was a rock. And uh, Namati, uh, the new prop, and I was trying to get my rice up to get all the names uh, <laughs> ready, uh, was unbelievably good. Just uh, um, big, strong, um, classy, did everything right. And I think there was something like there could have been 10 to 12 scrum penalties during the game. Uh, there was one scrum that went forward so quickly that uh, they left the ball behind and (laughs) and Ryan Lawrence had to jump on it quickly. Um, But to give you an idea of the speed that the scrum was retreating. um, So Dallas did really well. They showed up. They didn't give up till the end. Uh, They looked really super organized. I think they're going to be a major pain in the bum uh, if in seasons to come. Uh, I don't think they're going to post a winning season this season, but uh, next season with uh, experience and uh, a little bit more um, solidity in the coaching setup, um, I think they're. I, uh, I I don't know if I actually put it into the review, but I think the Texas Cup might become a more bitterly contested trophy uh, than the the actual Shield at one point because right. let. I mean, Houston dealing with the uh, Guiltinis as well. Obviously, Guiltinis, big hangover, very much after the Lord Mayor's show. Um, you know, they say like it takes a, a good team to win 
a title, but it takes a great team to be able to defend it. That's where, you know, you right. talk about, um, um, uh, not franchises. Yeah. But what, what do they call it in the NFL when, uh, you have a, a dynasty, Oh, yep, yep. setting a dynasty right. by winning a bunch of trophies. Um, I don't know if the Guiltinis have got that in their locker. Um, we shall see. Um, well, they're, but, down, yes. they're down in Adam Ashley Cooper this year. Um, they're down to Matt Gatto this weekend. So, right. You know, okay. So, it makes yeah. things tough. That's yeah, why 230 just, Wallaby caps they didn't have, you know, last weekend that they had the year before. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, one. Well, it's a squad. Everyone's got to do look at squad depth and things like that, haven't they? Because um, look at some of the injuries that uh, the AGs put up with last season. Um, we shall. See. I mean, after all the results that have happened on this first weekend, I've literally no idea what the form is or who's going to come through strongly at the end. But with that said, Dallas, you know, they, it was like a warm-up match for uh, Austin. They yeah. looked great. They looked great. I mean, there was. All the things that I expected to see, uh, such as uh, just a, a core nucopia of handling errors, knock-ons, forward yep. passes. It was so cold. None of the players were wearing gloves because um, they're tough. But um, I, I immediately wrote off all the handling errors because their hands must have been frozen uh, for, for the large part. Um, but, yeah, the back play was amazing. There was, um, you know, I could have picked three or four guys to give the man of the match to. Um, I can't tell you how good Mac Mason was uh, to see him like yeah. up front. The passes Absolutely. that he and, and yeah. there was a few times where he knew he had like a penalty advantage, so it was a, like yeah. shots to nothing. But that man can fling a rugby ball around with laser precision. Um, I watched. And- I watched the um, the live stream of. AGs against San Diego um, from a couple weeks ago with just a preseason hit out. And Mac Mason looked to me like the like clearly the best guy out there on the field. Um, and it's it's really encouraging um, for you know a few reasons. First, um, for the AG fans, just having a guy of that caliber, you know, and, and hitting his top form. Um, I believe through the grapevine, I heard someone, you know pretty high up suggested that they believe uh, Mac Mason will be um, MLR MVP this year. Not to, not to toot his horn too much, but um, I could see that. And um, secondly, it's good to see because, you know, he, if you haven't read his story, um, he had a pretty tough go of it in Australia um, was kind of in line to be the next Waratahs go-to fly half after Bernard Foley moved on. And he actually, Max started his career really well. Um, his first game, they nearly knocked off the Crusaders and he had a great game. Um, and I think it was his second or third match. They, they lost to the Sunwolves, um, which at the time, you know, no one lost to the Sunwolves. Um, and I think even though it wasn't necessarily his, his doing as a fly half, you know, he had to kind of shoulder that blame and, and then COVID happened and everything got, you know, everyone went back to scratch. And that was like the last memory that a lot of coaches had of Mac Mason. And so they brought in, you know, young 20 year old up and coming Australian U twenties guy supplanted him. And they were like, yeah, too bad. Um, No contract. That sucks. Austin's gain, right? 
Yeah, our game. And I feel like I feel like last year was a was a get his confidence back year. And this year is like he looks like he's got the team on a string. So, um, yeah, Did I he think play, that's huge he played in the Aussie under 20s uh, with McLean Jones, yeah. didn't he? So they would have both yeah. been in that team that knocked off the All Blacks under 20s. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yep. uh, that's I mean, I know it's not like the, the, the full New Zealand team, but uh Anyone that knocks over the uh, the New Zealand under twenties team even is like yeah, you know that's a serious uh, result. No kidding. So good, yeah, great to see Mac, and, and I'm glad that you pointed that out because from from the couch he looked really good, um, but you got to see it, you know, in the flesh, and you you're definitely yeah. uh, you're definitely seeing his praise. And uh, I thought, go yeah. ahead. No, I was going to say. So he, um, um, Marcel Bracky was the the classiest back on on display. And the, uh, the thing that I have to point out is that the the Dallas backfield was really good. They were super organised. They were super um, drilled, and uh, it was only um, really uh, Bryce Campbell's management and defensive structure uh, that nilled them. Um, but um, it, this wasn't like an Austin backline looking good against the Washington Generals or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is, I mean, the, the pack had a quite an easy kind of day of it. Well, they enjoyed themselves anyway. But um, the, the the backs looked good against good opposition. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, Marco Keefe and Julian Dominguez are going to be an absolute handful this year um, across the league. We didn't, you know, we didn't get to see Zinzan really, you know, have have as much of a run as we got to see last year. Uh, but I would not <laughs> expect that to. I wouldn't expect that to, to persist. And Zinny's one of the, I think, classiest best players Austin's yeah. ever had. So I think, I think he'll he'll hit his stride this week. Um, I thought I thought something that really stood out to me. And we talked about it last week, Alex, about that rigorous off-season training that the AGs went through. I don't know if to the naked eye, to me, it really looked like all of our guys are in much better shape. Like we look fit and strong. Um, and and whereas last year I felt like we were a little bit maybe like a little pudgier across the park. Um and I mean, I, I look at Kyle Breitenbach, you know, former Hun, shout out. Um, Kyle last, Kyle used to be like a kind of a rangy, kind of skinnier, but really athletic forward. And then in the last couple of years, he has really beefed up a lot um, and become more of kind of a power guy. But it's like, it seemed like Saturday night, we got to see him meet that perfect in-between where he's muscular and big, but fit, like not, not pudgy at all. And he looked seriously good. Like that try at the end, he looked like, you know, um, a top notch winger, you know, bursting through the open field. Like that's, that's encouraging to me when, when, you know, everybody on the field looks faster and fitter. And I think that's going to suit Mark and Sam's style a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, there was a shot, I think it might have been after the DC game, the tail end of last season, where 
all the players are chatting on the pitch afterwards and they swap jerseys and uh, uh, Brayton Back was sporting uh, some fairly impressive love handles. Um, <laughs> and uh, you'll love, love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and not, but uh, and uh, you know now he looks like a, uh, an international athlete. I think representing yeah. the USA last October. Um, yeah, obviously, like the preseason, they've been training with the Marines and everything like that. And I think, I think Sam Harris more than anything else. Um, uh, with the whole idea of the professionalism, the setup behind AGs that they're lauded for, um, professional athletes, full-time professional yeah, athletes. You can see um, it. And yeah, uh, Jake Turnbull as well. Look, he like, looks a lot better. He looked lean and mean. And the, uh, in many Bryce ways, looks, yes. Bryce Campbell looks leaner. They, I mean, they all looked uh, fighting fit uh, and, I think that really, I mean, sometimes when, uh, if you pack a really on top and really putting the opposition under the pump, um, that can almost expend more energy doing that. Um, you don't tend to take your foot off the pedal. And uh, I don't think Austin did that. So like you say, mm-hmm. towards, uh, I know Brayton back had like a 10 minute, 15 minute break on the bench when he was, he was taken off and then he had to come back on to, to replace someone. So he'd had a little bit of a breather, but yeah, sprinting away at the end in the 81st minute was, uh, you know, it was, it was good to see. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they, look, they look fit. They played great. Um, new signings. Lawrence, the, uh, the scrum half was uh, brilliant. Uh, passing yep. was great. Uh, he looked like, a, um, very similar to Pelly Cowley. Cowley, I think, has maybe more of a because he's probably been around the team longer. But I think he sort of runs and uh, directs things slightly better. But they both tackle like demons. Um, yeah. Defense both yeah. great, um, yeah. uh, and that really just made everything easy for um, for Mac Mason to run things. Which half yeah. the time, and I can't say, tell you how good. Marcel Bracky was. He's in the middle yeah. of everything. His passing was great. Uh, he looked like he was enjoying himself. And um, I can't wait to see uh, Austin against a stiffer opposition because I know it was a little bit of a kind of a, a training yeah. run against Dallas. But like I say, the backs still had to play against a really good set of opposition backs. Um, but with the, let's see how um, how they do in like you know against sterner competition. Yeah, I'm also keen to to see how that plays out. Um, you know, I think another couple guys that you know, we we can't really, you know, we can't get to everybody, but um, you know, Robbie Kutsia won the uh, man of the match from the broadcasters uh, for his two try effort. Um, he was real good. His lineout throws were great. Um, Isaac Ross, or or as we like to call him around here, uh, nine times for his nine All Blacks caps, uh, nine. Times- yeah, nine times was good. He was uh, dominating the lineouts both defensively and offensively, and that's what he does. Um, good to see Christian Osberg um, get a good what seventy five minutes till his head knock. He he looked good, and then um, nice to see Domakina get a run at center. Um, in the centers, I, what do yeah. you make of that? Yeah, well, you know, obviously the, the fact that you know. Don McKenna and um, you know Will McGee and Pally Cowley were on the bench. That means that you know uh, Connor Mooneyham, who was a stud performer last year, was left off the lineup. 
this week, which I think goes to show the growth of Dom Aquina to to be that trusted and and that um, good in a new brand new position uh, that the AGs are saying, hey, we're gonna have Dom on the bench, um, you know, over Connor, who is a, an incredible player. Yep, uh, I heard that Dom played a bit of center at college level. I don't think mm. it's. Uh, I understand it's not a completely new position. That would be so. I mean, rugby's been littered with cases, uh, mistakes where players have been tried out at different positions. The, yeah. the one that's always held up is um, the Italian back row who had a cap at, at scrum half and it was just an unmitigated disaster <laughs> in the Six Nations. Um, mm. What's his name? I should remember that. But uh, Dom came on for the last 20 minutes or so and the thing I really liked was that he just fit into the structure. He wasn't trying to you mm-hmm. know, do anything, wasn't shooting up out the line, was just doing everything right and just seeing out right. the game. Um, I think he did – I think maybe he's just thinking, I just want some minutes under my belt, get more and more confident. Um, yeah. But in theory, he's – I mean, you know, just looking at the tries that he scored last season – um, from uh, you know being in the forwards where you've got to do all the grunt work, you've got to hit all the tackles and all the rucks to still have the energy to have the to, you know the, the the breakaways that he had uh, last season. Um, I think he could be uh, an, an amazing centre, but yeah. I think my worry would be that his mindset is a little bit unsure and a little bit uns- you know he's still this is new. Um, I'm playing at you know professional level. Um, and he needs to get rid of any uncertainty or any lack of confidence. Right. He needs to go out there and just own it and go, right, okay, I know my game. I'm going to play my game. Um, and uh, he should be fine. He's he was, that, so he fast. Down his, yeah. He was down. I should add that he did play center for American Raptors over the fall. Um, we actually had a chance to go up there and play them um, with the Outlaws. And beat them, um, but but uh, but yeah, he he's he's definitely you know he's definitely from when he first joined the Austin Herd a couple of years ago. Um, skills wise, come so far that um, I do think I do think as the season goes on, he's going to get more and more comfortable. And once he can play, no hesitation, he's going to be an absolute handful. Yes. Um, the, uh, can't I, I, you know? Part of me doesn't want to see uh, the uh, the Campbell O'Keefe partnership broken up, but right um, there will come obviously over the length of the season. I'm sure there'll be times when yeah. Dom will get starts and wow, look out! <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> dealing with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the speaking of dealing with Dom and the rest of the AGs, the next team up on hopefully our murderers row is. DC Old Glory coming to town this Saturday at Bold Stadium, 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Um, unfortunately, Alex, I will not be there. I'll be up in Dallas for our rescheduled game against the Harlequins. Um, but, Alex, I take it you'll make it out to Bold on Saturday? Sadly not. I've got a, oh. I've got a prior uh, commitment that I'm going to go to, uh, which I will not mention. Uh, might well be something related to Valentine's Day, I'm oh. sad to say. So, yeah, it's like when uh, I ran it past. I want, so wanted to hit like, the first three 
uh, games of the season are all at bold. And I was like, oh, I just so want to go. But right. no, for the sake of the sake of the marriage, I have to go and be romantic. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah DC yeah. or Glory. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. DC, um, to put it politely, um, were handled last week by Rugby ATL. Um, I think that game was actually 27 to 22 with about 25 minutes to go. And then ATL scored 28 unanswered to end it. So um, Old Glory definitely going to you know be limping into this one. And I don't know that it gets any easier for them traveling to Bold Stadium. Um, it should be rocking. Going to be great weather on Saturday. I'm excited. I'm excited to see, as you kind of alluded to earlier, Alex, how this AG's backline looks when it's not 35 degrees. Yeah, and um, there's a lot to be said for having like a, a, a hard track underneath your feet. If it's iced, then that's no good. Right. Um, so uh, I know um, Old Glory lost their fly half, the guy that got man of the match in the last game of last season. Yeah. Jason um, Robinson. So he played lights out and he won the game mm-hmm. for them, really. Um, he's not there anymore. They've still got stacks of talent in their back line, so it will be a stiff challenge. Uh, will they be uh, bouncing back from the ATL game or will they just you know, be in a funk? Uh, who knows? Um, I will be watching the, the replay uh, um, with, with, with interest, but I think... Um, my suspicion is considering how close the game was the last season, um, which was so again, like, you know, uh, a last minute, last play of the game breakout from the Austin line. Um, uh, and Domakina just uh, getting tackled into touch, unfortunately. Um, I think Austin will have more of a point to prove. I think revenge is going to be on the cards. And, uh, if the, if they can, warm their hands up, not be frozen cold and sort out the, the, the handling errors and the unforced mistakes. Um, uh, I can't see uh, Old Glory uh, dealing with them uh, at Bold Stadium. No. I, I can't either. And, uh, you know, something that we forgot to do last week, um, which we will certainly do the rest of the season, is lay down our predictions for the weekend. So, Alex... My my honest prediction, I think the AGs are are on the on the verge of really really breaking into um, the type of momentum and stride that keeps them atop the table all season. Um, I think this is going to be the first step in that direction. I think that Dallas game is hard to tell. Um, I'm actually going to go with an AG victory, thirty to seventeen. Nice. I, I was going to say 36-22. Okay, I think, nice. I think, we're, I think, we're pretty pretty close there. The, yeah. the two score, two try difference. And I think um, I think uh, Old Glory will provide uh, a stiff challenge, and I think they will score points. And I think it'll be you know exactly like I said, if Austin are going to claim the the lead in the conference and cling to it throughout the season, they're going to need to be challenged. They're going to need to have these questions asked of them. And I've no yeah. doubt they've got the um, you know after last season, they must have so much confidence in the the personnel and themselves at this point um, that I think 
Um, even if, you know, if it, if it comes down to like a shootout, if it's just an absolute gunslinger kind of, you score two, we'll score three kind yeah. of game. Um, I think uh, Austin have got the, the firepower, certainly at home. Uh, you'd imagine it would be uh, uh, an exciting game. I can't see it being like a low-scoring affair. Um, and uh, yeah, I think 36-22 to Austin would be my, my prediction. Nice. Yeah, I agree. I think the key for us, um, Austin, heading into this one is, you know, being accurate because I think, you know, we got a lot of free yards last week from from set piece and penalties that it kind of masked a little bit of, I think, misaccuracy on, on just our handling and, and, um, and just some of our, I, I feel like our shapes are maybe not quite where we um, expect them to be. Uh, but this week, you know, they're not going to get those free penalties on scrums, every, every other scrum. So I, I think it'll be cool. It, it'll be cool. Cause we'll get to see more running rugby from the boys. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, like there's going to be an extra emphasis and, and it won't be lost on um, Sam and Mark this week that, you know, we've got to take care, take care of the Brock and, and make sure that, you know, we're, uh, we're pretty precise and ruthless when the opportunities come. But like I said, I'm predicting 30-17. So, so I for, it's on the forecast. Yep. Accuracy is on the forecast. Uh, if, if, yeah, uh, I was going to say something rude then, but it's uh, our necks on the block uh, with the, uh, the you know, having made the commitments. Um, I want to talk to you about the kits. What do you think of the, the new season kit? Oh, I okay. So when they when they ran out of the tunnel, right to start the game, I was I was like, ah, I don't know if these work. But once they started actually playing and moving around um, and running in tries, I was like, these kits are sick. I yeah. am a, I'm a fan. So I think they were wearing the the away strip because uh, Dallas had a light blue thing going on. So they thought it would just more of a contrast. We have the dark mm-hmm. uh, away strips. There was a point after I think it was just before halftime, first water break, where the sky and the landscape in the background. Yep. There was a picture Man. on Instagram of Robbie throwing yeah. in, and it was an exact mirror of the sky, the burnt orange sky with the black landscape, yep. the jerseys, black. I, I love the kit. I, I wasn't sure about how much I liked the uh, the home strip because I preferred last season's just classic burnt orange. Then yeah. I realized that the, the kits are reversed. So you've got the black at the bottom with the burnt orange of the home kit, and the, the away kit is the black at the top with the burnt orange shorts. Yeah. And once that penny dropped, I fell in love with it completely. Um, the MLR shop is up and running. They might be having some supply issues, so jerseys might not be available at time of going to print, but I have ordered my uh, a 2022 home strip for the AGs. It looks amazing. Um, I'm hoping if I'm uh, if I'm nice and speak to the right people, I might be able mm. to buy the awake strip as well because that also looks awesome. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, well, cool, Alex. Uh, I think that's you know that's all about all we really have time for today. Um, Ags wise, I do want to call out um, a few games going on this weekend. Other than the Ags big one against the Ogs. Um, We've got the Huns and Harlequins D1 plus D3 uh, reschedule up in Dallas. Um, 
Hans D2 will be playing a friendly here in Austin against the traveling Washington Irish there from Washington, D.C. Uh, shout out Spencer McMains, the Austin Hun, for setting that one up. Uh, Blacks D2 is hitting the road, heading all the way out to Little Rock, Arkansas to take on the Stormers. Uh, the Round Rock Rage, they traveled to San Antonio to play the San Antonio Riveters. And Valks D2 travels down to Bay Area where they will play Bark, Bay Area Rugby Club. Awesome. That's, well, everyone. That's no. Oh, did I mention that University of Texas will be playing host to University of North Texas, um, and then that wraps up that wraps up competition here in town for the weekend. Alex, I am excited to see how we progress into the weekend across all fronts. Austin rugby, um, and let's hope the AGs can cap it off with a win on Saturday night. Um, Alex, what are you looking forward to most this weekend? Uh, Wales doing slightly better than they did last uh, weekend in the Six Nations. Uh, and uh, obviously, yeah, can't wait to see how this supercharged, uh, fully functional and operational Gilgronies team uh, are going to get on against uh, Old Glory. Well, can't wait to see it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Um, and Alex, last thing I'll say for the fans, expect a few new guests next week. Ah, nice one. Take care, Alex. I'll catch you next time, buddy. Take care.